Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Tea Time Podcast. I am Lisa McMillan. T is an acronym for turning everything around. Turning everything around is a movement where we are moving from just surviving to actually thriving. Thriving in the areas of emotional, financial, mental, physical, and spiritual healthiness and wholeness. On today's show, we will discuss how is your self, your self-esteem, and self-worth. So like all the other shows, I will be talking about some of my experiences that has taken me to my intensive therapeutic journey into the movement of turning everything around. This subject came up because at my group therapy session a couple weeks ago, my therapist brought a worksheet that said, what causes low self-esteem? And she asked our group, everybody raise your hand who has low self-esteem. So everybody's hand went up but mine. And she said, Lisa. And I said, yes. She says, don't you struggle with low self-esteem? I said, nope. Because <laughs> I don't. And I said, I struggle with low self-worth. And so she turned her head to the side. And I was like, well, is there really a difference? Yeah, I think it is a difference. So the worksheet she gave us, it talked about some factors that contribute to low self-esteem can include difficult childhood experiences, which, yes, I have had those. And I will tell you that I believe that the words low self-esteem and low self-worth are often interchangeable when people are talking about them, but I find a stark difference, especially with myself. So I've had difficult childhood experiences, namely neglect, abandonment, physical, sexual, mental, and emotional abuse. Terrible, terrible, terrible things. But okay, guess what I didn't have? There was nobody telling me I wouldn't go be sheesh. Nobody was telling me, you sorry just like your daddy. You sorry like your mama. I didn't have anybody speaking negative words over me. People basically didn't do anything for me. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> but the positive part of not having those negative words spoken over me is I developed a belief that I could do anything. I could do anything. And then it also had a lot to do with me reading all the time, listening to music. My imagination was crazy. Like the stories I would read, the songs I would hear. I was like, oh, yeah. So I've talked in previous episodes about the different careers that I've had. I've driven school buses, city buses. I've run childcare. I've gone to law school. I've gone to business school. Uh, I mean, I've tried everything and I keep trying things. So I think for me, from my perspective, low self-esteem keeps people from trying a myriad of things that they may want to try or they may have a passion for. And I think And this is me. (laughs) I think that my saving grace was that I did not have negative words spoken over me. But those difficult childhood experiences, the neglect, I did not feel valuable. 
I was not valued as a human being, as a child to be cared for and protected. So another factor, difficult life events. I was homeless at 17. At 17 years old, three days after I turned 17, June 26, 1988, my stepmother told me I had two choices. Either I get up, wake up, and take my brother to Western Guilford High School, which was on the other side of Greensboro, because he was in summer school and I was not. And I had worked the night before 13 hours at Wendy's, and I was tired. She said either I get up and take him to school, or I could get out. And at the time, I was I was just worn out. <laughs> I was worn out and I was tired. And I also didn't think it was fair. Like, she's the grown-up. And she didn't. She wasn't working. She worked for the school system and was out all summer. But I was wore out. So I said, I'll leave. Because, you know, I found the bus for him to ride and everything. He could catch the bus down the street. But it was put on me. But I left. And I said, well, I'll just call my daddy at 3 o'clock when he get off work. I ended up calling my dad and I told him what happened. He was like, well, I got to stand behind my wife. Ding, ding. I became homeless because I was too tired. I don't even remember where I went. I know I went because I had a car at the time. And I know I went somewhere and went to sleep because I was tired. But anyway, the difficult life events. That was a difficult life event. But I still, I didn't feel valuable. Like I was a 17-year-old girl summer before my senior year of high school and here I had nowhere to go so nobody cared low self-worth but I did it I, I ended up getting three three jobs I had Wendy's already so I ended up getting a job at Hardy's down the street and worked there on the weekends and then I got a job at the Motel 6 around the corner and I worked there from 11 p.m. till 6 to 7 a.m. And I even tried to do that when school started back. (laughs) That didn't work out too good. So I ended up quitting school. And so this also attributed to my esteem where I, I actually was able to do it. I was homeless for a couple of weeks and my brother, who it was I ain't going to say it was all his fault, but he, he was the one that needed to go to summer school. We we both worked at Wendy's, and he ended up telling people at Wendy's I was homeless. I got kicked out. And there was another co-worker there um, who him he offered to rent me a room at his apartment with him and his girlfriend. And I ended up moving there after two weeks, you know. I was living in my car for a couple of weeks, and I moved in with Keith and Laura, and we split the bills a third. And... Bam. So I tried it. I did it. So I didn't have an esteem problem. Now, as I said, when school came around, I tried to go to school. But you can't be too successful in high school working three jobs and needing to eat. So I dropped out. And what did I do? And I'm going to tell you, the grace of God. Like, can I tell you the grace of God? that I went on to GTCC and took the GED test. Like, the esteem. I didn't have an esteem problem. I felt like I could do it, so let me just go do it. All right? And I did. I went and took the test, and I passed the test. So I got my GED. And when I say it was the grace of God, I could have just simply been okay with being a high school dropout because I had a good reason to drop out. And then working these three jobs, two fast food, one in a hotel, whatever, 
that that could have been okay. Because I can see my my 70-year-old brain saying, hey, I'm feeding myself. But the esteem, I was, I felt like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I kept on doing it. Okay, but the the opposite of that for me is the self-worth. Because even when I was successful at something, I didn't feel like I really deserved it. I didn't feel valuable enough to reap benefits from even even from my own labor. And what another example? Because while we were in this uh, group therapy, I looked it up. And I'm telling you, this has been me, been me, been me. A low self-worth for me has kept me from advocating for myself. So when something goes wrong or somebody does me wrong, I have often just dealt with it and just kept it moving. Just like when when my stepmother kicked me out. I mean, I I was like, oh, okay. Even when my, my daddy's like, you gotta stand beside his wife. Oh, okay. I, I didn't I didn't fight. I mean, I didn't I don't know what I could have done, but that was a running theme. And I have experienced some things at times that I knew wasn't right, but I haven't wanted to advocate for me because I didn't think I mattered. And again, I'm saying it goes back. So this is why that intense therapy, why we have to turn things around. We have to turn things around. So some of the scriptures, because y'all know I finally found the word. Thank you, Joe at New Zion. I'm telling you. He, he, he showed me, he showed me the way and I appreciate it. So to fight that demon of low self-esteem and low self-worth, number one, I heard a song by Mr. Brown, James Brown. What's his name? Jay Brown. Oh my gosh. What is his name? Uh, group therapy. Mm, I just know his name is Brown and group therapy called worth. The song says, you thought I was worth saving. I would sing, but. You know, I ain't doing that, y'all. It says, you, and talking about God, you thought I was worth saving. And so when I heard that song I, three, four years ago, I just started jumping up and down. Oh, my gosh. God thought I was worth saving. So I'm in this intense journey, right? I'm in this intense journey of this therapy, this therapy. <laughs> and remember, therapy includes all the avenues Prayer is a weapon. Use the weapon of prayer. Therapy is a strategy. So the psychotherapy, talk therapy, whatever you want to call it, with a therapist, right? Music, uh, music got me through. So, oh, I can't even tell you. Gladys Knight, where peaceful waters flow. Oh, my gosh. The imagery of that. So, Use the tools to turn things around. So I am recovering. I'm on a journey. I am moving. (laughs) See? See how we do that? That turn everything around? I am moving to thriving. Because number one, as my thing three, my second son, my third child told me, the difference between me and these other people he we had, we had seen one time, this other mother who was a single mother. He says, Mom, you can label your feelings. You are able to label your feelings before you go nuts, basically. 
I can only label my feelings because of intense therapy, reading the scriptures, praying regularly all day long, going to therapy. Okay. That's the only way I'm turning this stuff around. Having healthy lifestyle choices, staying away from drama and trauma. If someone is full of drama, back up, turn around, go the other direction. But I want to talk about my scriptures. Okay. And yes, get yourself a scripture or two or three or five or 10 because you have to turn this around. This is on you. Nobody's going to treat you better than you treat yourself. And if you are feeding yourself negative self-talk, you got to start from the inside. So the first one is Luke 1, 45. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. See, that's just so powerful. That's just powerful because first of all, you're already blessed if you believe. If you believe, you're already blessed. You could be right in the middle of a dramatic and traumatic experience right this second. But if you believe, you're already blessed because you know (laughs) Let's go back to a song. Trouble don't last always. But nope, I ain't telling you to stay in the mix of drama and trauma. But that's a great, man, that's one of my favorites. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Because God promises us. He makes some promises to us. And we have to believe them. You find the one that you need to hang your hat on. Okay? For you to move from just surviving. Another scripture is Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So, all right, sis. Now, if you believe, right, if you believe, then Ephesians said, God gave us some work to do. And God created, God created us. So if he gave us work to do, and if he created us, then we got to stand on that scripture, stand on that scripture to build up our esteem and our worth. I'm standing on that scripture to build up my worth because he thought I was worth saving for his, his prepared work for me. He got something for me to do. And right now, sis is talking to you. Another scripture is Isaiah 64, 8. Yet you, Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. All right. Self-esteem, self-worth. Now, if God is the potter, if God is the potter and we are the clay, and if God created us, then, then we all good. Yes, we make Bad choices, we make mistakes, but we are in essence good. Psalm 139, 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I I'm just getting I'm just getting happy in my spirit right now thinking about it. Yeah, I have bad days. My back hurting right now. But guess what? I can I can stand on that scripture 
the, it says, I know that full well. Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Even if you're in a cardboard box right now, sis. The Lord your God is with you. The Lord your God is with you. Can I tell you that little snippet of homelessness that I shared with you? I'm okay. Yes, I have. Look, (laughs) if I don't pay my bills on time, as I have in the past before, and I was looking at some homelessness, I didn't have some shakes, had some bad feelings, (laughs) but he never left me nor forsake. (laughs) Is that a word? Forsaked me. He didn't. And then I get to tell you all these years later, (laughs) all these years later, 30, what is it? 40? Is it 33 years? 33 years later, 33 years later, I have a home. I have a roof over my head because of standing on these words. Now, the final scripture is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 through 4. Please remember this, sis, that your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Okay? Remember that. I ain't telling y'all not to go and uh, dash yourself up. That ain't my thing, but whatever. But that's not where your beauty comes from. So talk to you. Talk to you on the inside. Stay away from people who are criticizing you on the outside. Come on. Come on, sis. Let's turn everything around. Let's turn it around. Let's turn it around. Let's turn it around. So finally, y'all know how I'm new to loving poetry. And I'm not new to loving on my children. So I'm going to share another one of my sons beautiful poems Jared I'm telling you he's a wordsmith boy he's awesome this poem is how to love yourself how to love yourself mama used to say for loving anybody else all you need to learn is how to love just yourself your eyes in the mirror first should anybody see look into them clear and speak them lovely just as they should be your body stout or length or long perfection at a glance your heart is pure though faulted strong start giving it a chance mama used to tell me how mistaken I could be she never did forget to say there's no one quite like me man (laughs) my baby is a master with them words ain't he But I want to sum this up by saying we are moving. This is a movement. This is a work in progress. You can do it. You can do it. But you cannot do it alone. You first have to hold on to God's unchanging hands. And you have to let him heal you. And use the power of prayer as a weapon and therapy as a strategy as Dr. Anita Phillips says, and fill yourself with positivity. 
Okay, let's do this. Now, finally, the tea spot will be opening on Saturday, February the 12th. The grand opening will be from 12 noon until 6 p.m. The only way you get an invite, the only way you get to come to the tea spot is to connect with Turning Everything Around at turningeverythingaround.org. We are looking so forward to you coming and hanging out with us, doing Bible study, playing games, chit-chatting, having our workshops and everything. Join us in this movement because you are worth it. I love you. God loves you.